Thanks for tuning in. My name is James, your lovely host, and this is the Business of Food Podcast. Hey team, it is uh, good to be able to continue this podcast and I'm kind of, I'm giving myself time to really brainstorm things I wanted to talk about that hopefully can provide some value to you guys. Uh, like I said, I just, as a disclaimer, I don't pretend or to... Uh, advertise that I'm running a business a food or a culinary business um, but it is something that I have thought about and I think as a conscious consumer uh, once you sit down at a restaurant you really do think about these things and um, what I have concluded or what I have thought of to share to you today is food trends and what I mean by food trends is um, not just necessarily what's the it thing to eat, you know, what's catching the most popularity or what is catching the most attention, but more an essence of a business model regarding food that's trending. So an example of what I have an example of that to me is restaurants you might have noticed this might not have noticed it I certainly have and even thought of you know maybe getting into something like this but the whole idea is you have a single ingredient or a single dish that you then make to you have you can make various kinds of the same um, the same food in essence the best example I have is uh, like smoked poutinery now the whole idea of having a poutine only store was never new but they really to me spearheaded the idea of poutine but 20 different kinds of poutine so not only does it give you the option to really expand uh, and try something different though it's the same food it almost acts as a subconscious goal that any foodie would like to conquer I myself included you know they have 20 menus they even have an off menu and it's like it's kind of neat if it's something that you're really into you could go through all those 20 try them all and almost you know have an accomplishment under your belt so to speak so that that's a pretty cool trend um, certain stores are like I mean there's the ice cream parlors where they only serve ice creams uh, ice cream cones or you know I guess milkshakes but the whole idea is the ice cream um, there's there's burger places where they just make a whole bunch of burgers and I know I know it's it's difficult for them to really just use one ingredient because they have to cater to a whole bunch of palates or at least try to in my previous episode I kind of mentioned you know you should just stick to what you're good at and make that really 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 good 
I just think currently what we see is you have a burger place that does really good burgers, but they also do wraps. Like they have like a small menu for wraps. I, I still firmly stand on my opinion that you should just make the really, really best burgers. But I can totally be empathetic to the restaurant owners that they want to have more people come in and be able to cater to all those people than just say, hey, sorry, we don't serve burgers, you're so well. Uh, one thing also I've noticed is same same idea with Mucho Burrito. Uh, you know, like KFC started making other things and it's like if, if you could just make the best fried chicken, which I think kind of what Popeyes does but Popeyes mixes in other aspects but they're also very related and that that to me is what I've been seeing in food trends I know so I've I'm kind of everywhere here but before I lose my train of thought it's it's not the trend of food a certain type of food style whereas before we had the Chinese uh, Chinese food boom and then we also had the Indian food boom they keep saying that Filipino food is the next kind of food frontier or next food trend that's really emerging but very slow and because of COVID it's even slower I that's not really what I meant by trend I just mean Business-wise, some of these businesses, restaurants, want to open or run a business that really focuses on the one ingredient, or sorry, not one ingredient, one dish and make it 10 different ways. Personally, I was, this has been brewing in my head and I might as well just share it to you guys. Imagine a pancake-only fact place. Not Pancake Factory, which is essentially a breakfast place, but strictly pancakes. You can make your pancakes, which is, you know, different types of batter, vegan, normal, whatever. And then you have, say, 10 toppings you want to go. You can either have the toppings on top or the toppings in the, in the mixture, up to you. And almost like a Subway-style uh, menu ordering system. And yeah, like I think I just think that that is the current trend and I dare you, I dare you to go out there and, and see and just kind of instead of just you know okay, I'm gonna go to this, gonna go to this place, just kind of give yourself like that extra um, sight vision, an extra uh, uh, hindsight to why things are the way they are, especially in the in the food scene. And so I will end it with, that I will end it with this last thought if you could have a business that or have uh, or at least even imagine to run a food business around that idea what would you do what dish would you want to focus on and make it so many different ways let me know message me business of food in Facebook join the group everyone's there I really hope 
to see and hear from you again. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. This is my fifth episode, and I'm still listening in the car. Are you sorry? You're listening, and you're noticing I'm in the car. I'm really having a hard time finding the right moment to record these podcasts, and I figured I really wanted to do it regardless. And I I hope you don't. I hope you can be patient with me with this background noise. I'll find, like I said, I'll find a way to do this without having without having you deal with the. the air flowing in the car. I just wanted to say that I'm thankful. If you are someone that's heard all five episodes, I will always be grateful because I don't expect anybody to really listen to me. But it is, I really like to listen. Like I really like to talk <laughs> and listen to myself talk. So the fact they're listening to me I'm thankful for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving this podcast a try. Very, it's very, it's very early. It's very much like rushed. No, no prep whatsoever. Well, some prep, but no editing, fine tuning. It's very, very raw, and I just hope to deliver the best podcast I can make. For you guys, I also want to thank the people that are in the in my group. It's now just over a hundred people, and I thank every single one of you because I know some of you actually invited other people. Because I hardly invited, I only invited the ones in my friend list, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that for the ones that are joining. The new members, thank you. It's it's kind of surreal. It's surreal to know that this is going, if not somewhere, at least to something. <laughs> it's just I'm I'm I don't really expect anything. I just thought this was fun. I'll give it a shot, and I'm I'm really really grateful for you. And I also want to end it by saying I'm grateful to my wife. Uh, she indirectly supports me doing these things because I know I always talk about it to her, and you know she really sits there and listens to me. And so I appreciate her. Hopefully, if she hears this, I love you and I'm thankful for you. So this was kind of an off episode, but I was really just getting it. I was really in the mood, and. I wanted to share this with you. I'm grateful for you. I hope you can find something to be grateful for every day, even just one thing. And I'll leave you with that. Thanks again for staying this long. And I hope you keep staying and listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, it's the end of the podcast. You know what? You're great. Thanks for listening, and hope you keep listening to the Business of Food podcast. Mm-hmm.